Greetings, brothers and sisters. Again, I thank you for taking this biblical journey with me. Our next book is 2 Corinthians. It's the 47th book in the Bible. It's the eighth out of the 27 books in the New Testament. And it's the third of the Pauline letters or epistles. Following Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, false teachers said, infiltrated the church and stirred up the people, tempting them to disregard Paul's teaching of God's truth. They claimed that he was out of touch with reality. He was proud. He was unimpressive in appearance and speech and also unqualified as an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the time Paul wrote 2 Corinthians, the atmosphere in the congregation had dramatically changed. Believers realized that they had fallen short of the mark and allowed sin and deception to creep into their church. Paul had sent Titus to Corinth to deal with these mixed misconceptions, but also to encourage them in their faith. When Titus returned, the apostle rejoiced to hear that the Corinthian church was getting back on track. This letter also was written to express Paul's thanksgiving for the repentant majority and to appeal to the rebellious minority to accept his authority. All throughout this book, he defends his conduct, character, and calling as an apostle of Jesus Christ. But he also commends them for their desire to surrender to God. 2 Corinthians contains the largest sustained scripture on giving found anywhere else in the New Testament, chapters 8 and 9. The apostle gives us not only the reason for generosity, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Chapter 8, verse 9. Also, a basic principle regarding it. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who spares bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Brothers and sisters, this letter also highlights some fascinating personal details regarding the Apostle Paul. He catalogs the content of his suffering for Christ. 2 Corinthians 11th chapter verses 22, and 30, 22 through 33 gives a famous description of his mysterious visit to the third heaven. Chapter 12 verses 1 through 6 and offers an account of his thorn in the flesh. Verse 7 from which the apostle learned to say when I am weak then I am strong. In verse 10, the theme of 2 Corinthians is primarily to define and vindicate Paul's ministry. 
The letter divides easily into three sections. In the first, Paul explains why he changed the timing of his third visit to Corinth, chapters 1 through 7. In the second part, he urges the church to prepare for his arrival, chapters 8 and 9. In the last, he defends his authority and warns that he will use it to discipline the church if necessary, chapters 10 through 13. Brothers and sisters, as you read 2 Corinthians, watch for these life principles that play an important role in this book. First, we learn more in our valley experiences than on our mountaintops. Chapter 1, verse 9. The dark moments of our life will last only so long as it's necessary for God to accomplish his purpose in us. Fourth chapter, 16th verse. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work. Sixth chapter at the 10th verse, you can never outgive God. Ninth chapter and the eighth verse, last but not least, brokenness is God's requirement for maximum usefulness. Twelfth chapter and the ninth verse, brothers and sisters, Paul's letter in 2 Corinthians also provides us with a deeper perspective into the life of Paul. His letter also divulges God's great plan for each of us to be generous among one another amidst our differences and support each other in our weaknesses. Given in this Bible book is encouraged to be a fundamental way of becoming a true person of God. Brothers and sisters, when reading 2 Corinthians, you'll find that Paul has already sent four letters to the Christians here in 2 Corinthians. Among these letters, two have been lost through history. Following three reports of their misconduct inspired Paul to finally write a letter to encourage them to the lifestyle that seeks and pursues the kingdom of God. You can find that in the third chapter of Corinthians, first through the sixth verses. Some of the notable verses include, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Find that in 6th chapter and the 14th verse. Next, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Ninth chapter and the 6th verse. Last but not least, the 12th chapter and the ninth verse says, And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Brothers and sisters, that concludes the brief overview of 2 Corinthians. Again, I'm so appreciative that you're taking this biblical journey with me. Know that I, Glenda Mansell, love you, love you, love you, I do. But know that there's no greater love 
than the love of God.